Now more with Frank Gaffney. We're back, and it is a very distinct privilege to say we are joined by an old friend and very much admired colleague. His name is Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, also Congress Alan West, both previous incarnations. Today, he is Mr. Chairman Alan West, the chairman of the Texas Republican Party. He served in the 112th Congress, and he served in the United States Army for some 22 years. He is, as a result of all of these credentials and qualifications, um, a very much, well, valued contributor to our conversation about what is going on inside the United States at the moment with respect to this phenomenon called critical race theory. Um, Mr. Chairman, welcome back to Secure Freedom Radio. It's been a while, but we're delighted to have you with us again. Frank, it's a pleasure, and it's been too long, so thank you very much. It has. I hope we'll be able to talk much more frequently. Let me ask you, um, first and foremost, sir, uh, critical race theory has suddenly burst upon the scene. I think most of us have no idea what it is, what it involves, let alone who's behind it and to what end. What can you do to shed light on this? I, I think of it as communist racist training rather than critical race theory, but whatever the CRT stands for, what is it about and who's um, bringing it to bear at this moment against the military of the United States, among other institutions? Well, without a doubt, critical race theory is just a revised version of Marxism. Instead of looking at socioeconomic division, it is looking at racial division, but it's still the same end result is to uh, pit a certain group of people, a class of people, now a race of people against uh, another. And so critical race theory basically says that my dear friend, Frank Gaffney, because you are white, you are inherently a racist and uh, you there's nothing that you can do about it. And you need to be just absolutely beaten down and you need to uh, admit it. Uh, and you need to look at how you can rectify the situation of your racism and your oppression against a person like me that uh, spent 22 years in the military, became a battalion commander and a, and a member of the United States House of Representatives. And the fact that we are having this uh, infiltrate into our United States military is very disturbing. Uh, and it's not just that. It's the, the aspect of us trying to now almost institute the political commissar uh, atmosphere of the old Soviet army, where we are now looking for people that align not with the Constitution, that's what they take a note to, but align themselves with an ideology. And so this whole diversity and inclusion stuff is not about you know, building our military and making it stronger and, you know, making sure that people are part of a team. It is about a purification based upon an ideological goal and agenda. A purge, in other words, it is a of purge. patriots it is in a the purge. military. The man who is bringing this about, I understand you actually served with um, in the Army. Uh, his name is Lloyd Austin. He is now the Secretary of Defense. He is also, as it happens, uh, a African-American. He has um, had a distinguished record, rose to four-star general, uh, commander of our central command. What is he doing, um, given that he, like you, like me for that matter, as a civilian, uh, swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States? As you say, this is antithetical to that, is it not? It is completely antithetical to that. And General Austin and I were together on Fort Bragg back when he was the uh, 3rd Brigade Commander of the 82nd Airborne Division, the 505th Parachute Infantry Regiment. And he was a person that I absolutely looked up to. I mean, he was uh, probably the senior most uh, black 
uh, officer of, of that rank there at, uh, at Fort Bragg. But when I look at what is happening now, the fact that we had a lieutenant colonel of the get relieved from Space Force Command because he spoke out against Marxism. Well, the oath that we take to the Constitution, Marxism, as we just said, is the complete antithesis of our Constitution. So why would we want to have, you know, our men and women in the military uh, being indoctrinated to un- to accept Marxist theories or even to not be able to speak out against Marxism. Uh, once upon a time, you know, when I came into the army, there was still a Soviet Union that was communist, socialist, Marxist in nature. And that was our enemy. That's who we trained to defeat. So now the ideology of our enemy, once upon a time, is now the ideology that we are trying to perpetuate throughout our United States Army armed forces. That's very disturbing. So I think that what you have seen happen is people that, again, former military officers that are aligning themselves for their own you know, political advancement with an ideology that is completely contrary to the oath that they took. So you have to ask yourself, does your oath continue on or is it about your political advancement or your self-serving advancement? Yeah, it's hard to say that it's for the betterment of the military, though that is what the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin's spokesman, is insisting, is this is all for the good of the unit cohesion and the order and discipline and the military readiness and the deterrent capabilities of our armed forces. And I think you're absolutely right. That ain't so. And it really, it really raises a question. He's not only sort of expressing this as kind of a personal preference. He stood down the military. Uh, I think for a full month, basically, to uh, sort of reprogram about extremism. When this Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer, uh, uh, Matt Lohmeyer, stepped up and said, oh, there's extremism, all right, sir. And it's Marxism inside the military at the moment. He was cashiered by a guy, I think, ultimately, uh, who's working directly for the Secretary of Defense at his instigation by the name of Bishop Garrison, who is taking counsel from the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League and the Muslim Brotherhood about who are the patriots who must be purged from the military. This sounds about as FUBAR as it could possibly get. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You think about those organizations that you just named, and they are part of this countering extremism working group. Now, why why would we have you know the wolves watching the hen house? And, and let me give you another case in point. You know, here at Fort Hood, Texas, you think, one thing if they'd be watching the hen house, sir, they're in there dining. <laughs> Yeah, they are. That's my whole point. That's what they're going to do. So you have a chaplain down at Fort Hood, Texas, who, you know, has come under investigation because on his personal Facebook page, now he's a chaplain, and he spoke out against gender dysphoria, which is what the left calls transgenderism. But the American Psychiatric Association has said this is a mental condition called gender dysphoria. He spoke out against that. But yet he's under investigation. This is unconscionable. So what you really see happening is that there is an effort in the military to say that if you don't align yourself with our thinking, with our ideology, we're going to come after you. You know, I've had some uh, people right here in the Texas National Guard and Texas State Guard, of which I'm a member of the Texas State Guard, get in contact with me and say that they're having to go, go to these training sessions. And people are telling them the National Rifle Association. You need to be concerned about your membership to the National Rifle Association or advocating for membership in the National Rifle Association. I'm a board member 
of the National Rifle Association. So now all of a sudden, our Second Amendment rights and the, the oldest civil rights organization in this country, incorporated in 1871, they're under attack. Why? Because they people don't believe that we have the right to support, I mean, to uh, to keep and bear arms, which is part of our Bill of Rights. So these type of things are very disturbing, Frank. This comes against the backdrop of another thing that's very disturbing, um, Mr. Chairman, and that is in the neighboring state to yours, Oklahoma. Uh, President Biden was down there this week, as you know, talking about the 100th anniversary of a terrible incident, a massacre in Tulsa. But Democrats did that. Those were Democrats that did that. He forgot to mention that. I, I guess that, that and, and some of the things he said about the KKK uh, seemed a little bit at odds with his admiration from uh, for uh, Robert C. Byrd, who, of course, was a very important figure in that organization for years. A grand wizard. A grand, grand wizard, wizard, indeed. Yeah. Um, but the thing that was particularly troubling, sir, was that on the margins of that event, um, you had something called the National Black Power Convention in which people participating in it, I don't have any names of the individuals, they were not identified, but uh, were speaking as though in an authorized way to this convention, such as it was, about mass murder of white people for no reason other than that they are white. This is, of course, taking the critical racist theory or communist racist training, if you will, to its logical conclusion. But um, are you troubled, first of all, that, that this is being dignified in any way or allowed in any way? And is it not of great concern that we're not seeing these sorts of, um, well, radicals, uh, to put a fine point on it, potentially revolutionaries, um, seemingly operating with impunity? at a moment when uh, we're being told, no, the real problem is white supremacism, and it's a terrible threat to the homeland. Well, what they have done, uh, the Biden administration, you go back to his inauguration speech, it wasn't about unity, it was about conformity, and that uh, really, if you did not align yourself and agree with their ideological agenda, they were going to demonize and denigrate and castigate you as a white supremacist, and that's what they continue to do. And that leads back to what we previously talked about, this quote-unquote extremist purging of our United States military. But the fact that we have people that openly call for the mass murder of people just because they have a different skin pigmentation, and you have not heard anything about this in the mainstream media or, you know, places like MSNBC or, or CNN. Or the White House, very for that matter. Or the White House is very unsettling. I mean, to me, you know, this is Joe Biden instigating, you know, this type of mob violence. Uh, just the same as you never hear them condemn Antifa and a race war. They never condemn Antifa when they were attacking government buildings, attacking law enforcement offices. They never condemn Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter is an organization, Marxist in nature, that has you know come out in full support of Hamas, a designated terrorist organization. So what this comes down to, Frank, is that if you are a leftist uh, compliant organization, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, it's fine, and they will find a way to excuse it. This is deeply troubling. Mr. Chairman, we have to let you go. Thank you for your time today and the great work you're doing now for the state of Texas. Thanks for your continuing service to our country. Come back to us again soon, if you would, sir. My pleasure and my honor.
Go to securefreedomradio.org today. It's your freedom. It's your country. Frank Gaffney's Secure Freedom Radio. This is Frank Gaffney with the Secure Freedom Minute. The Chinese Communist Party's brutal repression in Hong Kong, enabled by COVID-19 restrictions and aggressive prosecutions for alleged national security crimes, has made it difficult and dangerous for residents to hold the mass protests that have traditionally marked the anniversary of the CCP's murder of 10,000 or more pro-democracy demonstrators in Beijing's Tiananmen Square. A virtual global vigil has been arranged, however, that may afford an opportunity for millions in the city and elsewhere to express solidarity with the victims living and dead. To his credit, Joe Biden has chosen this moment to issue an executive order that would actually punish the Chinese communists for their crimes against humanity and other threatening behavior. By amending and strengthening an order promulgated by his predecessor, the president has imposed U.S. capital market sanctions on 59 companies tied to the CCP's military. Let's roll. This is Frank Gaffney.